Welcome to Making Action Happen with Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain. We're here to discuss public policy issues in our home state of Colorado and beyond. Making Action Happen is presented by Action 22. Find out more about our organization at action22.org. Now, here are your hosts, Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain. Welcome back, everyone, to Making Action Happen. I'm Sarah Blackhurst. I'm Micah Espinosa. So Micah is pitch hitting today for us, um, for Brian. Um, and we are getting ready for this weekend for our annual meeting is coming up. But we have a special treat today. We've got the president of CU here with us, interim president of CU. Um, and he's been doing and his team have been doing a roadshow. So we wanted to have a little bit of a discussion with him about what's happening and what you're working on and all of that. Um, but before we dive in, will you just give us a little bit of a background? Because you're a recovering legislator for Colorado. So am, let's I... start with that. Tell us about <laughs> your service for Colorado for such a long time. Okay, that, sound, that sounds good. And so I've, I've had lots of time to recover. So, <laughs> so I, I um, finished up in the legislature in 2002. So I served eight years in the state house. Okay. And um, served with some great people from, from, down, from down here in Pueblo and so great colleagues. And it was just a wonderful experience. And so after that, I, I kind of did a few few things. I ended up being this the budget director for the state of Colorado uh, under under Bill Ritter for four years. Oh, very good. And um, and then I ended then I got a call from Bruce Benson and and started being the CFO for the CU system. And so I've done that for the last ten years. Okay. And um, and just was, was recently asked to by the regents to to play this to do this um, interim role as president of the university as they do their search. So there was um, a change in leadership. It was a really quick one. And so they needed the interim to come in, step up and to do that. Um, and it wasn't something that you were looking at before, right? No, no, yeah. So so, so Mark Kennedy uh, was my boss and he, um, and I think he, he, he had, we had about a, I think like a, a one month, or about a one month transition. And so we had we had some good overlap there. Oh, and good. We worked very closely together. Yeah, he was fantastic during the transition and very supportive. And so I, I appreciated all that he did for the university and and how helpful he was for me during the transition too. So CU Boulder, um, I'm, we're going to talk in a, a few minutes about um, why we want to quit saying CU Boulder. But before that, <laughs> but um, you just said it. I know. But, that's, but, but as of this moment, of we're going to stop moment, using we're that. And here's why. Saying, but we are super Boulder proud of our, of, of our flagship right. campus. No, super proud. It's, it's Colorado's University, mm -hmm. right? It's Colorado's University. Um, so we've had a really great couple of meetings yesterday. So uh, Micah was there, and Brian was there, and everybody, um, and a bunch of your the regents were there mm -hmm. and we just, you guys are doing this sort of listening tour. We are. I don't know if we call it a listening tour, but I can't think of a better term. I like listening tour. Listening tour. Is something, listening something you tour. like better? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. But we did a lot of listening. So yeah, yeah, you, you did a lot of listening. You guys absorbed a lot yesterday. There yeah. was a lot of information. We took a lot of notes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word. So this was sort of this, I'm sure that somebody from CU has done this before, mm -hmm. but this felt a little mm -hmm. unprecedented to come oh, down right. 
and have these kinds of conversations. So tell, tell us a little bit about what prompted you to do that, number one, and number two, um, where all you've been. So what first prompted you to come and do a listening tour in all these rural communities? So, so we actually started doing this before the pandemic, but we only did one. And, okay. and then the pandemic hit and mm -hmm. we took quite a, quite a break. And so right before the pandemic uh, hit, we were in Sterling and Fort Morgan and up in that part of the state. And I think it went really well. But then, you know, we've essentially taken a year and a half, you know, almost a two year break from, yeah. from our listening tour. And so now we are we are back at it. We actually started out at Sterling and Fort Morgan last week. And okay. We are this week. And I don't I don't I don't know that, you know, it's not I don't necessarily like to call it a tour or visits because we are part you know we are Colorado and and you know we're part of Pueblo Pueblo is part of us and right. but but we want the connection to be stronger right you know we feel like like we you know we need to do more to connect to the community to connect with potential students with the businesses here in, in Pueblo and we want to be a resource and we want you know we want to we want Colorado to 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 be in extraordinary state, which we already are, but we want to make it even better and we yeah. can do it together. So along that vein, I don't know if a lot of people, I know I didn't before I started this job and I just wasn't paying attention. I'd see Regent on a ballot or something like that. Mm -hmm. Can you sort of explain um, how that all works? Because sure. frankly, I wasn't paying attention. Did you know about no. Well, and they kept saying, well, I'm the regent from this district. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I kind of smiled and went with it, but I don't know what that meant. Like <laughs> yeah. how they got into that role. Yeah. So so we have nine regents on, on at CU, and they're all elected. There are seven that are elected by congressional district and two that are that are elected statewide. Okay. Um, that might change a little bit with redistricting. We <laughs> sure. Might, we might end up having don't, eight. Don't talk about yeah. redistricting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We will no. likely have eight um, that will right. be elected by, by congressional district and right. one that's statewide. Right. And so they each serve six-year terms, and they're kind of on a ro rolling election cycle. Okay. Yeah. So, and does every university do that same format? No, so we're a little bit different that way. Okay. So we're the only university in Colorado that has, has an elected board, and we're the, one of the only ones in the country with, with an elected oh, wow. board. So CU is different. And um, but we actually, you know, we 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 value our elected regents, and we think that really connects us to the people of Colorado. They feel very connected to their communities right. and to the leaders of their communities, and so um, you know, it works for us. So the reason I first got to know about this uh, was when I got into this role was because our regent is Glenn Gallegos, mm -hmm. and he was mm -hmm. running for that position when mm -hmm. I first started. So that's four years ago, mm -hmm. um, and. I had never thought about regents or that whole system that they're really resources to keep. And it's a great system. It's a great idea to have those um, be really an outreach, a bridge and, and all of that. That being said, that's a huge district. So Glenn Gallegos has a huge, huge, huge district, but he would come down to Action 22 meetings and he would do that kind of thing. We keep those connections with CSU through Cathay Reynolds, who mm -hmm. is, runs um, mm -hmm. this uh, CSU systems. And so um, we already had a working relationship. And so it was easy, it's, it was easy to keep that connection. But if you really genuinely want to do that, I think people need to understand that those regents for your area are there 
to be a resource and to be the bridge for the university, right? That's really and what their role is. They are, and they, they want to be that, and they Glenn do. is great at doing it. You know, he has a huge district and he puts lots of miles on he his car. He does, he and, does. And he it's is, huge. Yeah, it's it it's huge. the third congressional district. Right, right. So, yeah. um, but he's he is always, you know, he is out and about and he wants to hear from you. Yeah. And he wants to, yes, he does. And he, you know, he, he, he wants us to be to be connecting with the communities in his district just like every region does and yeah. and that's our that's our job you know he does it's the University of Colorado and he wants to make sure and all of them want to make sure that that we are that we are paying attention to all of Colorado but right. when people have have questions about the university or about you know at any of our campuses they should reach out to the campus they could yeah. reach out to me they can reach out to 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 region Gallegos they can no, we have, there are lots of ways to find us. We we want to be we want to be everywhere, and we want to be here for everyone. Yes. So that was one of the other things that you guys did to really try to um, do a better job, honestly, with connecting. Is you hired Tony Salazar? Yep. Right about that same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tony's what's Tony's job? Give tell me his title. I mean, I know what his job is, but tell me so his title. So he's in charge of outreach for the CU system. So he does that for me and for the regions. And so he's the one who will always call you. Yes. And always call you. Right. Yes. To, to set up, you know, to set up these meetings, and he's doing that all over the state. He's doing a really great job, and I wanted Thank to. Thank you. He's um, awesome. Well, I yeah, wanted to ask great. him too how many pages of notes he had. I mean, oh my gosh, front and like back, awesome. man, just flipping pages. Just yeah. every moment. Yeah. It was yeah. Wild. Well, I mean, because there was so much good information, but yeah. I definitely was curious <laughs> to ask him like how many notes he's sitting on to to review. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, you know, how how long is it going to take us to follow up on each of those pages? Because there's right. a, there's we, a lot. We heard a lot of good stuff, you know, right. during those meetings, and there's a lot to follow up on. So let's unpack that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you, so when I was on the phone with Tony, and Tony said, um, "This is what we're trying to accomplish. This is what we're trying to do," and I said, "Okay, sounds good. Whatever you want to do, we'll support you." Um, and then we. I took him at his word and said, okay, is this, you're really wanting to discover how to build those bridges and how to um, not just expand the reach, but really get into why, why this isn't already happening and why mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So we asked some tough questions. Yeah. Um, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but that was but, good. But every, your, and your whole hear. team was so receptive. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. To credit yeah. to all of you. I mean, you. we asked some tough questions that a lot of people would have shied away from or been like, I don't know, a little more hesitant to deal with. And you guys were champs yeah. about yeah. it. Well, we're it was all wonderful. in. We're all in. Because that's like, you know, we, we need to hear the tough questions. Because as, you know, we, if we just come, come if we, you know, if we just have a conversation and, and everybody's being all polite, not to say that you're not polite, but you know. Well, but yeah, but, you know, but, but right. if everyone just blowing smoke, yeah, if you're, if you're like, not, oh, this is really great. You have and, to be honest and forthcoming, and you have to say what's really on your mind, or else we can't do anything about it. So, um, and it was we brought, I don't know, and we hadn't planned it before, but it was interesting um, for like Brian's perspective at having having a daughter who is a junior in high school and starting to, you know, really trying to narrow down what mm-hmm. she wants to do next. And yeah. then me and he brought her and he night. brought her yeah. last night. Yeah. That was that really was awesome. good for yeah. her, I think. And it was good for everybody. Um, and then my perspective of how do we collaborate with the other colleges and with action 22 members 
And then you having just finished. I just like to pick on people. <laughs> That's why I feel like making them cry. But really. <laughs> no tears. They cried after they left. <laughs> yeah, they held together very, very well. Very, they did very, very, very well. professional. It was afterwards. It was lots, afterwards. Of, lots of crying. On the, on the yeah, but um, that perspective of, of having just, you know, finished a second master's degree and doing mm-hmm. that and what that connection should be. Um, we, I mean, and the questions we asked were, um, why isn't this happening already? Or, you know, mm-hmm. some things that have fallen through the cracks in the past and, mm-hmm. and what, what have you. And we, um, then we, this was actually turned out better. The second part turned out better than I expected because we got a hold of Roxy um, Pignanelli from, yeah, from, uh, district 70 and she's our connection. So they, so you guys are action 22 members. Um, Roxy is the representative for district 70 mm-hmm. who are action 22 members. Then we had, um, uh, Angela Heron, who was, um, a former legislator, mm-hmm. but runs the boys and girls club. And then we had judge Mays there mm-hmm. who sits on the, um, district 60, um, board, and then we have some other people from District 60 and District 70, and it was just a wide range of um, of people that were there. But they're the ones that are actually on the f- not just in the schools, but they're on the front of the administration side of how to you know the education piece. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they weren't easy on you either. Oh, they were awesome. They, I mean, they, were, they, they said, were, this they, is they what did, it is. Yeah, and that's exactly what we needed. I mean, yeah, we, 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 we want to hear what people really think. And they, and they spoke up. Yeah. Yeah. So they I, did. Yeah. So tell me, um, and you guys had a, a chance to talk about, um, I'm sure you guys had a chance to sort of debrief last night mm-hmm. after that. What was it that struck you? What was it that you guys talked about that coming in? that you thought that you knew this or, and you're like, oh, we were really surprised to learn this, or this is what we can do. And, and then I'm gonna ask you about what we can, you are planning to do next. So what were some of the things that you weren't expecting to learn? That we weren't expecting to learn. Hmm. So, you know, I, I was actually surprised by the, almost like the consistency with what we're hearing here, with what we heard at, in Sterling and Fort Morgan. And, um, you know, it, so after listening to everyone, I said this yesterday, it really, you know, for what I kind of put what we heard into three buckets. You know, it, it's, there's questions about cost, there's questions about culture, and then there are like action, action steps. And, um, and I think in terms of what was most surprising i i guess one of the things that was most surprising and it's it's obvious but it was it's good to hear hear people talk about it when we say cu and the cu system people think we're only talking about cu boulder right and and um and it's so important for us to hear that because we we come in and we start the conversation we're here to talk about cu and, and the cu system and then everyone around the table starts just talking about cu boulder right and, um, and we were so proud of CU Boulder and incredible things happen at CU Boulder. It's one of four campuses. So we have CU Boulder, UCCS, CU Denver, and CU Anschutz. And there is something extraordinary going on at each of those campuses. And, there's a, and there are things that are special in each of those campuses that make them excellent choices for Coloradans right. and people in Pueblo. And so, so what we learned and what, what has become crystal clear for us is that when we come roll, you know, when, when, when we 
come to these conversations and I have my little CU shirt on. Yeah. People see this and they think Boulder. And so we need to use very, very purposeful language to make sure that, that they know that we, we're, we're here talking about all four of our campuses. So you say CU and they're thinking the University of Boulder. They're not thinking the University of Colorado. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And, and, you know, and, and I get it, you know, I, I, I'm from Colorado, and I, I, I was born and raised here. And, and when I was growing up, when you said CU, CU meant one thing, you know, that yeah. meant CU Boulder. Yeah. And you, you too, it probably was like that. Pretty right. Yeah, too. absolutely. So, and um, it wasn't anything that I think um, we really consider, I really considered. Did you ever really think, give um, CU a, a genuine consideration? As far as attending there? Yeah. No, no, personally I didn't. You mean CU Boulder? CU Boulder. CU Actually, Boulder. I, yeah, I, just I, did. I did look at Anschutz campus at one point too. Like I was thinking about going to medical school and I looked at CU Anschutz pretty ah. thoroughly. Ah. Um, but ah. no, like, and it's really weird because growing up here, because like CU, yeah, CU Boulder, CU Denver, like, and even Andrews, like, it's almost those three I kind of, I do personally put in the same bucket. Like, I see those mm -hmm. as, you know, okay. satellite campuses. And then UCCS somehow does have its own identity in my head. It, okay. No, me too. Not as yes. like the University of Colorado. It's just, it's its own school. It's, it's its own whole, entity. And, and I don't even connect are, it in my right. brain. I didn't, hmm. I didn't connect it. And I, I can't speak as to why that is, but there's three, those, I can't either. those three further north fall in the same bucket. And then the UCCS is its own thing. Let's talk about the chancellor of oh, UCCS great, yeah. for a second. I'm a big fan. Me too. Yeah. He's, um, he's a rock star. Ben Cat Ready. Ben Cat Ready. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Yep. Okay. Ben Cat Ready. I'm going to remember that now. Because yeah. when I kept reading his name. I started going with Chancellor Ready. Let's just do <laughs> Chancellor. Um, or Ben Cat. He, ben that, yeah. He's good with that too. He, he did correct me actually, but that was yeah. towards the end of the night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> after all day. Uh, I think the thing that struck me the most is we were saying you know, we were kind of trying to deconstruct why we don't have it in our own brains about CU. Like mm -hmm. we have this and it's CU's over here. And then here's everybody else, why that was. Mm -hmm. And then we're hearing and we're like, yeah, UCCS, of course, of course, of course. And then um, the things that we were talking about that maybe you consider doing the actions you consider taking, he's been doing them. Yeah, he's, he feels like he's ahead of the curve a little bit as far as that goes. It does feel like he's ahead of the well, curve. And he is connected to Pueblo. I mean, yeah. he, has, he, he has is. incredible partnerships with Pueblo Community College. and With our with our friend, Patty or Jabek. Yeah. We love Patty. We saw last night. Yeah. She was there last night. Yeah. And he's going to be coming to a football game up in Boulder this oh, week. Yeah, that's oh, what she good. said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, no, she's um, she is a superstar and beloved in the community. Yeah. And so one of the things we said is, of course, she's an Action 22 member. Mm. Um, and she was on our show a few weeks ago. And we just, everything that she does, everything that she touches, she brings, um, she takes it up a level. So every, you know, her career, we've known her for, you know, mm. decades. And as we see her, everything she touches she takes up a level or two and she's doing the same thing at PCC, yeah. but she just speaks really highly of that collaboration. And I think for me, that's one of my big worries is um, CU is Colorado's university. Um, how, how do we make sure that you're working with all of our other education systems mm -hmm. and not squashing, but really building? 
So that's yeah. my, that was one of my big concerns, and yeah. that was I threw at you repeatedly yeah, yesterday no, that, from a lot of angles. But that's, <laughs> that's a it's a really good question, and but you know what what we know what we know in Colorado is that when we work together, we're stronger. And you know, Patty Patty and the pub and Pueblo Community College do something that we don't do, mm-hmm. and um, and and they're wonderful wonderful partners and partnership partnering with her and partnering with Pueblo Community College gives students the opportunity to continue their education at UCCS or C or CU Boulder or, or right. wherever. But but it's really UCCS that has the great the great partnerships with with, with Patty. And um, and it and it it's just incredible. So it lets students get started. Maybe they even get started in high school and maybe and, and it lets them get their four year degree. Yeah. Um, and probably more cheaply too. No, for sure, for sure. That's one of the things that when we um, when we started talking uh, several a few years ago, everybody's talking about workforce development, workforce mm-hmm. development, workforce development. And then I asked my my second favorite question: Why isn't this already happening? Mm-hmm. One of the things that that is in place that was being underutilized, and I think Patty's really kicked it up a few notches. And um, everybody in our region. Um, all the community colleges have really picked it up. Pikes Peak Community College, OJC, um, mm-hmm. Lamar, Trinidad, mm-hmm. all of them, is that dual enrollment with mm-hmm. high school students. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, one of the things that struck me as we were having these discussions was um, we kept talking about culture and the culture of mm-hmm. CU and even um, as you're talking about different schools to look at or different schools to go to um you're talking you know rural kids or Mm -hmm. kids who are in a smaller Mm -hmm. um setting grew up there and then you're throwing them into cu Mm -hmm. which is you know they'll they'll take a these guys they were talking yesterday about how you will take a final with um in a room with more people than are in your hometown (laughs) and like that sort of thing but what a beautiful bridge that that is already there mm-hmm. that from college to from high school into um, something like PCC mm-hmm. and then going up that there's no reason everything's already in place if we utilize it to bridge those gaps, right. especially it, on the it, cultural it, side. So totally right. And so 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 partnering with community colleges gives us the chance to, to kind of Kind of ease ease students in. They get to take some credits for that are cheaper. Right. Um, but we also, you know, but we also, you know, we 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 want our campuses to be welcoming places, and we know that we know that we have work to do, and that's actually one of the things we heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was you know just questions about you know does my does my well will our kids belong or will they right. feel comfortable will they feel welcome, and the and that's what we really want to hear about is what what your what what people in Pueblo need from us so that they feel comfortable when they come to our campuses and Van Cat was there and he listened mm-hmm. and he does he does a lot of that already and yeah. honestly all of our campuses are working to to do better in that space but we we right. have work to do so we um you know we're so our campuses aren't as diverse as Colorado and except for CU Denver so that CU Denver has a, a Pretty diverse student body, right? But faculty and staff, not as much. And our other campuses, you know, we have we have we have room to improve. 
Right. And so we've actually, we, we created a strategic plan that sets goals in those areas. And so we're going to hold ourselves accountable to try, you know, so that we can better reflect Colorado over time. It, but it won't happen overnight. Like this no. is not just a, 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 a switch that you flip. Right. And so, so we'll have to, I'm sure we'll have to be making adjustments as we go. Give us an example of an action item on that strategic plan. So, so, um, so one of the things that we're focusing on the most right now is, um, is um, graduation rates and retention rates. Mm. And so the campuses are, 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 have created and are creating new programs to really improve in that area. So they're, they're really customizing their services to each individual student so that that student is getting support, the support they need so that they um, stay in college and complete. Right. You know, what, what's tragic is when students um, don't go, when, when, they, when they enroll and then they take a couple of years and then they have debt and then they leave. Yeah. And while only about half of our students have debt, for the ones who do have debt, you know, leaving without a degree, that's like, a, that, that is us, we have failed. Yeah. And so we need to do better at that. And so, so if, if I had to pick one thing that, that I really, that I feel like we in all of Colorado, all of higher education needs to do a better job with, it's, it's retention it's and retention. graduation rates. It's retention, mm -hmm. for sure. So I think one of the things you heard over and over again were concerns about money mm -hmm. and how much do you, I mean, do you see you cost, do you cost a lot too, yeah. <laughs> but how much see you costs mm -hmm. and the costs associated with that. You've heard that over and over again. And I know it was something that weighs on you mm -hmm. um, as you're having these conversations. So tell us about that piece. It does. So, so what we really want to be talking about are, are three things. One is the value of a four-year degree. Mm -hmm the affordability of a CU degree and the incredibly awesome special things on each of our campuses so that everybody in Colorado knows that they, there's a place for them at one of our campuses. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the cost side of it, there is a disconnect in Colorado on cost. So people have a perception that going to any of our campuses is more expensive than it actually is. Right. Right. We have a significant amount of financial aid that we provide. We've actually doubled our commitment to financial aid from CU's own resources over the last decade. Okay. And, um, and, and we have, we've, we've tried to create tools to make it easier for people to, to figure out if we are an affordable option for them. I feel it's patronizing for me to go around the state and say, we are affordable. That's, you know, who am I to tell somebody that I what's that, affordable? What's affordable? Yeah. It's up for them to decide. So we've created these tools so that they can go and, and actually plug in their information quickly and easily, and it'll spit out a number. And and what's incredible? So we were you know the other day we were on an outreach trip and somebody said, well I so I you know that 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 going to see you costs sixty eight thousand dollars a year. And I'm like, where did that number come from? <laughs> and so that's like completely like massively hugely wrong and so um but that's the perception and so i actually tried to guess i didn't ask them but i tried to guess what their what their personal kind of situation right. was and i plugged that into our calculator and what it spit out was more like um eight thousand dollars a year and so <laughs> it's just a little different it's a small little difference. difference yeah it's so, a small difference but it's like this massive disconnect for higher education for wow. scu and in colorado and we want colorado to know that we are a a real option for them and not everybody's going to choose us and that's totally cool that's there, okay there are great there are other great institutions in the state but we want them to have the backs well and you showed us that that calculator 
Is that an app or is that just a website they can it's access? A, it's a website. What's yeah, the so website uh, for that? So I'll send you the link. And okay. You get, you get yeah, because I'm sure people would love to, to see it. I'd be curious yeah. just for fun just to plug my numbers and just to see. Yeah. So if you decide to go ahead and get a doctorate, yes. now that you have two master's degrees, yeah. you yeah. want to go ahead and get a doctorate. I don't know, I don't know what else to do when I grow up, so I'm just going <laughs> to stay in school. <laughs> you can take another look at, at Anchi's. There you go. go. to medical school. It yeah. crosses my mind every so often. Like, how too old is too old to be a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> how old you'll, is too old to go to medical school? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll make you, you'll, it's going, going to school for that will make you feel older. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh, that, all like those it. kids in there. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to start making jokes about Y2K. So, they're going to be lost. <laughs> <laughs> Any cultural reference? <laughs> Y2K? I say Y2K stuff. And people are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we weren't even born then. <laughs> We're so much older than we look. So moving on. So um, and we appreciate you spending the time. I I just want to ask you one more one final question. What is your big takeaway? What has been one your big takeaway from these these conversations that we've had in the last little bit? Oh, that we need to do more here. And that we're excited to do more here. So you asked what the what the vibe in the car was after after oh, yeah. the meetings. It was excited. So yeah. people. Oh, I love it. So, yeah. So folks were like that. That was invigorating, and 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 um, everyone left wanting to do more, to have more of a presence in Pueblo, and wanting to connect more with the community, and wanting to provide those resources to the schools and to the counselors, so that they can communicate, you know, to the to students, and and honestly. You know, wanting to make sure that when when you when you call CU, CU answers, and that we call and you we back. Know, yeah, and we've know. heard that a couple times, and I hadn't had the problem, but honestly, I hadn't reached out. I mean, the right. truth of the matter is, I had not reached out to CU um, other than with Glenn Gallegos. Mm -hmm. um, that was the only connection that we'd had until Tony and I sat down in Jan the end of January of 2020 and then you know at that point it was right. one of those things but um it was it was you could feel it right the, all the regions everybody I felt it right Brian felt it enough to bring his daughter to the reception uh, last night that was night. so awesome well, that what, was so yeah. great that he brought her wasn't that well, what kind of trust does that demonstrate like right off the bat like yeah to bring your kid in well, I'm I'm totally following up with him. So and, he hadn't yeah. reached out before, but then after this conversation, he brings his daughter to meet yep. all of you. Right. Yep. Well, and he had left it at face value when the school counselor said you can't, you don't want to go to see or you can't go to see whatever they had told him. Like, yeah. Kind of detracted whatever. from it. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. When those big changes, it happens with individual people wanting to make those changes, and you have a great team. Thank you. Yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome. yeah Thank you. you have a great team in place. I'm, I'm grateful for you saying that. They, so. they're, they're total rock stars. Oh, absolutely. Every one of them. So, and you, so this last little bit, you can't comment on. But <laughs> the question that was got brought up um, from the regents was, because this is an interim position for you. Yep, and I assume that you are applying for this to be a permanent position. I haven't decided on that yet. If there... It was very nice. So my contract actually said that I couldn't apply, and they changed that. Oh, okay, so, good. So now I need to decide what I. You need to what decide I, what, what you're going to do. do. So they're they're put, with my wife. I'm oh <laughs> yeah, I no, and I totally get that. The um, they're they're putting together the search committee right now, mm -hmm. but they asked a, they asked a powerful question: what mattered most, mm -hmm. which is one of my favorites. Yeah. I have like ten favorite questions. <laughs> it's one of my favorite: what matters most on. Don't limit yourself to ten. You, you, oh, you, 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 she I, has to. She asks a lot of questions. I She's ask kind of a bully. 
uh, I have a t-shirt that he designed for me that says Socratic bully. Um, really? yeah. And nobody ever gets it. Yeah. Nobody yeah. Ever if, if anyone ever it. got that shirt, like right off the bat, they'd we, be our we, best friend like, forever. forever. Um, yeah. It's a Socratic, Socratic bully. bully. Um, but they asked what, you know, yeah, what and we and wanted to see. through that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I did. Awesome. Yes, I did. Yeah, that was awesome. wasn't bullying. That was tough love. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should put a line through bullying, but right. Socratic tough love. Oh. Socratic yeah. tough love. We'll work on that. We're going to have to workshop that a little more. We're going to have to workshop that. But that's an idea. That is an idea. Um, my husband will hate it. <laughs> or he'll say yes. He's the victim of it. He is. Um, more than half. Anyway, he, um, I said, what's important on um, what the next president should look like? And the very first thing I said is it better be somebody from Colorado. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be happy if they go grab somebody from some other state, either the, either your Colorado's university or you're not. And if you can't find somebody that's good enough to run from Colorado to run Colorado's university, you say everything that says everything about your perspective. Yes. I mean, is that really the message? Is that really what? So that was the number one thing. Um, I think number two is um, I'd really like to see somebody, and this is a huge frustration for so many of us. And, and I had said it in the meeting and I didn't say it softly. And then, and I hadn't, I swear to you, I hadn't talked you to Judge Mays. No, I was going to say, I was gonna, what did you say? No, softly? <laughs> but I didn't say this. But then Judge Mays said the same thing and he was a little more. His was, oh, his was a little more abrasive. But. It was a little bit more, but. You know, we have not done a great job in this state on education, and I don't mm -hmm. think that we value education to the degree that we say we do. Mm -hmm. And that's a frustration for me. And so um, mm -hmm. holding the legislature accountable to value education and to make education a priority. I said it and then Judge Mays turned around and said it, um, and I hope that that message is clear. So we need somebody who will go in and do that and will knows how to um, get the legislature together. And then the last thing I can, can, can I interrupt yeah. on that one real quick? Yeah. So I feel super strongly on that too. Uh, my phone keeps vibrating. Oh, that's yours. Time. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Is mine going up too? Yeah. Okay. okay. But um, so, so I've been working my pretty much my entire professional life on that very topic. Oh yeah. So, but, but you, you should know, I'm sure you already do know, your legislative delegation here goes to bat for K-12. Oh, all no, no, no. You, yeah, you, you have, mean you our, yes, stars. we do. And, and, and we know it. And we have them on both sides of the you aisle. Do, right. You do. And so they, we've and got both of them. But, the, you know, but the, the state, you know, Colorado's funded 47th in the country when it comes to higher education. And, not, and, not, and K-12 is not And then K-12, I think... K twelve is like forty six. I, I don't think or, it is better, is it? It's, I don't know. It's a little better. It's but a 45, little better. 46. It's like forty five, forty six. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. But they try, and they they truly do try, and the governor tries every year, and they and, do. And, but you know, it's a it's a it's a tough state, and we have a tough budget situation in, in our state. Well, and we so, do, and you know, because you sat on the JBC. Were I you and were I you a, chair of JBC? I was not. I was never chair. I was. It was, it was, That's why you're recovering. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's why there's so hope for you to recover. So hope for <laughs> I, was in the, I was in the minority every year for all my eight years, and right. so, so I, I never got to be chair of anything. Um, but um, yeah. but then I was the, the budget director for the state, and and I've seen it every single year at the Capitol. Legislators and the governor always want to prioritize K twelve and higher ed. It's just that they the resources are limited. And so I completely agree with you that we need to hold hold the state accountable. They would agree they need to be held accountable, but um, but I don't want people to think that that means that they haven't been trying because I do feel like they have. They no, need, they have they, been they trying. But here's I think here's the here's the problem, and you tell me if your the problem is if you think it's the same. So Colorado is so unique in their fiscal policy, mm -hmm. um, and it's not just. So when people think about Tabor, all they all they realize is, um, I want to I want to vote on my if you're going to raise my taxes or not, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. I want to do that, mm -hmm. but there's a whole bunch of other components so to Tabor stuff. that people really yeah. don't understand, and because it's unique in the country mm -hmm. as far as our. There's no other mm -hmm. models for us to sort of draw yeah, from. Totally agree. And there wasn't a sundown mm -hmm. on any of that. Mm -hmm. And so it's that it's, it's compounded. So we look at um, like, okay, let's raise taxes on something. So mm -hmm. we're gonna pass all these taxes. Yeah. You're gonna have to pay it back in Tabor anyway. So why are you doing that? It is really, there's gotta be some, I mean, and we've been saying this for what the last ten years, or maybe more. We need to have some tough yeah. conversations on how to how to do this in the right way. Yeah, and we haven't figured it out. And we yet. haven't figured it but, out. You know, but it's good for you to say, you know, what you were saying, and it's good for me to talk about the needs for higher ed. It's our job to say what we need. Yeah. And um, and we'll just you know. Our, our, our policymakers and our community leaders will need to just keep on working because to try to find it, figure out that secret sauce. Yeah. Because we, we haven't figured it out yet. We haven't. Well, and and judge, and everybody looked at Judge Mays when he said this yeah. about yeah. Um, we they owe us $800 million. Mm -hmm. Did you did you know what they were talking about? What he was no. talking about when he said that? Okay. So um, every year they have to have a balanced budget. And so basically when they don't have enough money, at the end of the day, they say they put it on. We owe education this. Right. We owe education this. That debt right now, every million. year, it's at eight hundred. It's I think it's a little over eight hundred million at this point, isn't it? Well, they they did a lot of work last year to actually reduce it. Okay. So so I can't. I'm I don't know exactly what it sure, is. I'd have to look it, it up. It's it's less than that now. It is they, because they stepped up. Because they stepped up and yeah. did that. But that's the problem every year is right. we're going to have to pay for all of these things. We can only spend this much money. Mm -hmm. We can't go into debt. Like they can't take out loans. Right. So we'll just pay you when we can. <laughs> and the education is one of the ones we'll pay you when we can. And, yeah. higher, and higher ed too. And it, higher ed. No, this is K through 12 and oh, higher yeah. ed. We'll pay you when we can. So that's a whole crap ton of money yeah we've got to figure this out the state has student loans <laughs> the state <laughs> oh yeah. well we, we definitely have work to do in that space but anyway i interrupted so so you were talking about the, the what you think oh, the, new, the, the next president i think the to... i think the last thing and i think it's a really big i think it's almost unrealistic to ask this but I, i'll ask it anyways because you know Let's put it out to the universe, right? Sure. Um, 
and we're all coming up, up against this and we're all talking about it, but we have got to stop victimizing other Coloradans, villainizing other Coloradans. Do you know what I mean? We have to stop doing that and we have to start making. What do you, what do you mean? So we have, uh, let's talk about something like masks. Okay. So um, we have people who are, and it's a really great example. Whether you wear a mask or not, it's I, a political statement. It's a political statement. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and what we're going to do is over that political statement, if you're wearing a mask and I'm not wearing a mask, you're a villain. Mm-hmm. If you're wearing a mask and I'm not, do you know what I mean? Sure. We, we villainize each other um, over things that really, those aren't the important things. And in right. villainizing each other, we're not able to accomplish any of this. How are we ever going to have a genuine conversation about Colorado student debt right. if we continue right. to make anybody that we work with that has a different opinion the villain? Right. Well, it's very much an us versus them mm-hmm. kind of mentality. And I was going to say, I mean, you guys took an enormous step, I think, or have been in the midst of taking these enormous steps towards bridging those gaps where it's there's Boulder and the rest of us. Like that's that's not the case. It shouldn't be the case. We're all Coloradans. And yeah. so you guys like, for lack of a better term, doing this listening tour, going to these communities that people literally will say, you don't want to go to Boulder or you shouldn't go to Boulder or you can't go to Boulder. Like having these conversations, we're like, well, you don't have to. You can do this instead or you can still get the benefits doing it this way or you can still go to Boulder and then come back. And this is how you'll benefit your community four years from now. Or if you want to go to the University of Colorado, you don't have to go to Boulder. Right. Yeah. It's just an enormous perspective shift. Yeah. It's an enormous perspective shift. shift. But well, and we can always, you know, and I, so I completely agree. Whoever the president is needs to bring that to the table. You know, we, we can, you know, serving in, in the legislature and, you know, spending my life in public, in the pen of that public service, you know, area, just like you have, you know. Yeah. You can always find, there is always something to disagree on. No, no, there no, is. Yeah, oh. that's, that's so, the easy thing. <laughs> so we can we can always focus on that. But there's lots of stuff that we agree on that we need to make better in the state that we want to do a better job on. Let's, you know, it. I and I'm not, I'm not saying that 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 there won't be things that we disagree on, but we can put our real energy into making things better that we agree on that need to need to improve. Well, and why can't we say I don't agree with you? Mm-hmm. But A, let's figure out how to get the job done from the different perspectives. Yeah, exactly. And because I don't agree with you, we're not mortal enemies. Right, right. We just disagree, right? We just right. disagree. Right. It's an incredibly brave thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. to Micah's point. Yeah. Yeah. It's an incredibly brave thing that it you're is. going, easy, that you're walking <laughs> out there and saying, hey, we know we've got some problems. Help us understand right. what we can do better. I mean, who has the guts to do that these days? Well, and no change ever comes about without someone first admitting there needs to be one. There needs to be a change. There needs to be a change. So you guys, I mean, yeah. regardless, like that's that But they need to self-admit. I need to right. say, if there's, if I want to see a change, I need to say, okay, what do I do better? Sure. Or what do mm-hmm. I do different? It's so true, right? The first question is the question you ask yourself. And that's What's why we're here. the different? Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's exactly why we're here. We're, we're, we're asking... We're, we want to know what we can do to be better for Pueblo and right. for all of Colorado. For all of Colorado. And so that's why we're here. 
So let's work on Team Colorado. Let's Team Colorado. Matt. Team Colorado. Colorado's University. Colorado's University. <laughs> I love that, man. Right? Yeah, that. yeah, you can keep that. <laughs> yeah, we'll use that one. Trademark. There you go. Yeah. Put the Todd, thanks so much okay. for joining us. Um, we hope we see everybody down at the uh, annual meeting um, this coming this weekend. If you have any questions or you want to know how to connect with um, with Todd or Tony, and I'm using everybody's first names because that's it's in that's how much they care about you. Yeah. Um, if you want to connect with any of them, um, let us know, and we'll we'll connect you directly. Just uh, email us at show at action22.com, and we will connect you with who you need to get to. Um, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much and for being you. here. We appreciate really it. Really All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to Making Action Happen. Be sure to join your hosts, Sarah Blackhurst and Brian McCain, for another edition of the show next Thursday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a good week. This episode of Making Action Happen is sponsored by Action 22's amazing energy leaders, Excel Energy, Colorado Rural Electric Association, Colorado Oil and Gas Association, Gil Romero and the Capital Success Group, Black Hills Energy, Nextera Energy, San Isabel Electric Association, Outshine Energy, Colorado Solar and Storage Association, Tri-State and 174 Power Global. Action 22 is a nonpartisan, membership-driven organization which serves as a voice for action on public policy for 22 southern Colorado counties on the state and federal level. We focus on how issues relating to Colorado legislation, local government affairs, health care, education, and natural resources intersect for the economic health of our region. If you're a leader in your community and are considering joining Action 22, you can get more information by emailing show at action22.org or visit our website at action22.org.